Hello, everyone. Welcome to Van Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. This is episode 46, season two. I'm your host, Pete Castanis. Today's date is August 8th, 2021. Uh, we have an interesting show coming up. And right now, this program is brought to you by Knipkanop, and it's a uh, game from Parker Brothers. And here is a commercial from the 1970s. Enjoy. Parker Brothers' new Ganip-Ganop is very easy to play. You simply try to ganip your three balls through the hoops into the other side. And the other guy tries to ganop his three balls into your side. But while you're ganipping, he's ganopping. You're trying to out-ganip him while he's trying to out-ganop you. So ganip down to your store and grab the new game from Parker Brothers before they're all ganoped. From Parker Brothers, ganip-ganop. Okay, I am back. I, I hope you enjoyed that commercial for Knep Knep. Um I never had this game, but uh, when I was growing up, I went to someone's house uh, on the north side of Chicago. Um, yeah, I think it's my brother's uh, godparents' uh, home, and uh, the kids had this game, and uh, I did play with it, and you know, with the kids, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, there's a couple of interesting tidbits about this game. And uh, it was designed by uh, a man named Joseph M. Burke and Marvin Glass. And they were they worked at the Parker Brothers uh, Company. And it was originally released in 1971. And then uh, the second thing that was interesting, the name is spelled backwards ping pong. So it's Knepkanak Ping Pong, and it's a common name for table tennis. So that I didn't know. I had to look it up. <laughs> you find something interesting about something that you uh, had as a child, and then all of a sudden you find something that is uh, blows your mind. So that's great. Okay. Today's episode, we will talk about two things. One is the Heather House restaurant uh, that was located at the Carson Peary Scott and Company department store. And uh, the second thing I will talk about is the 55th anniversary of the TV show Batman and the movie. So, uh, First off, I will talk about the uh, restaurant, the Heather House restaurant, of course. Uh, this restaurant was located uh, in downtown Chicago in the Loop. Uh, Carson Peary Square was located on 1 North State Street. I think that's the address. Or maybe that's, uh, I think that's, um, I think it's 1 South State Street. I don't know. I keep forgetting. Well, anyway, so... Um, the restaurant was located on the ninth floor. Uh, I've never eaten there. Uh, a lot of uh, most department stores in downtown had their own uh, places to dine. Uh, Marshall Fields, for of course, had the Walnut Room. They also had uh, other restaurants there as well, and uh, of course, Weebles. They had their own restaurant, and but uh, Carson Perry Scott had the Heather House restaurant. And they also had a cafeteria. It was called the Tartan Inn. I got, I posted a menu on my Facebook page, Van Chicago Land, a long time ago. I'm still looking for a menu to see an itemized list of it. So that'd be interesting. But I did find an itemized list of the Heather House uh, recently. 
I posted that a long time ago. So I'm going to read off a few items off the menu. And this is from the, I believe it's from the 1950s. So just bear with me and I will uh, read off the, some of the items. And let's see what we have. Uh, they also they had soup and appetizers, of course. Uh, luncheon suggestions, so I'm going to read off. Uh, it's a little fuzzy, so I don't want to, you know, describe the contents of the, each uh, meal. So uh, luncheon suggestions, well, here's one, fried chicken a la Maryland. This is very interesting. Curried fried shrimp and casserole. Golden French toast with maple syrup. Oh, that sounds good. Pot roasted roast beef and French lamb stew in a, in a casserole. Oh, that sounds nice. Very nice. And uh, their specialties were... I'll be right with you. Let's see what we got. Uh, their specialties was the Heather House chicken pot pie. I've Remember, people mentioned that on my Facebook page about that particular uh, item. They said it was uh, delicious, out of this world, you know, because I love chicken pot pie. Uh, it's uh, one of the wonderful creations when you could do with chicken. The other one was uh, chicken croquettes, French fried jumbo shrimp, and grilled club steak. Of course, they had that. Uh, salads, they had. Uh, Chicken salad, seafarer shrimp salad, our sunburst fruit salad, and fresh fruit filled cup lettuce cup. So you had uh, either with meat or without meat. Sandwiches they had were the Duke of Windsor sandwich. Uh, that's like a breast of turkey with uh, Swiss cheese and uh, and some uh, bacon, I believe, with on rye bread. And Thousand Island dressing. The other sandwich, the other sandwich, Double Decker Club. Uh, they had hamburgers there, but they used their dark rye. And they had tuna fish and hot turkey sandwich, which I remember people saying the turkey sandwich was good. And last, a grilled open face cheese sandwich. That sounds good. Okay, and they also had desserts and beverages, you know, for example, a uh, dessert they had, uh, Heather House Pie. So, and it was, uh, let's see, I'm trying to read uh, what, what kind of pie. I can't read it, so I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a Heather House Pie, and they also had the French pastries and uh, their own ice cream. They also had other kinds of pies, you know, they had, uh, oh, they had orange cake, uh, they had apple pie, you know, you wanted with cheese. You know, that's kind of strange. I thought that was an East Coast thing, you know, that you had uh, cheddar cheese with apple pie. I never had that. So some people like it, some people don't. I prefer ice cream a la mode. They also had chocolate cream pie. Uh, you know, they had uh, fresh fruit, if you like, strawberries, you know, any kind of ice cream. So it was delicious. So... That sounded like that sounded like a wonderful place to eat, you know. And uh, you know, it was located at Carson's, and uh, you know how classy and very attractive that store is, uh, like Marshall Fields, and we all miss that store very much. Okay, that'll be all for the Header House restaurant, and now I will talk about the second thing, and it's about the 
the Batman TV show and movie, which celebrated its 55th anniversary this year. I will talk about the TV show first. And uh, the TV show, Batman, premiered on January 12, 1966, and it aired two nights a week. I think it aired on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights. And uh, I think it replaced uh, the long-running TV show Ozzy and Harriet. I think it did. And uh, because that show lasted from 1952 to 1966, so it was on the air for 14 years. That's a long time. It's like it was like the law and order of that day of the day over there, and uh, so when the the sh- it was heavily promoted before they, it would air, and uh, which uh, it was an interesting story. And then uh, they had to find the actors to play Batman and Robin, and uh, there was the, there was a test pilot uh, that's on the DVD of the TV series and it was on bootlegs for years. I used to see those in the comic book conventions and uh, they had two different actors. Uh, I forget the, the actor's name for Robin, but the the actor for Batman was Lyle Wagner from the Carol Burnett show. And of course, Wonder Woman he played Steve Trevor and uh, he didn't get the job. And so they had to find uh, other actors and they found Adam West and he was perfect. He was, uh, he fitted like a glove with that show. And for Robin, they found uh, someone, he's not, I don't think he had any acting experience and he was a figure, I think he was a skater, like an ice skater and uh, his name was Bert Bert Ward. His real name was Bert Gervis, I believe, Jr. And uh, I think he sold real estate at the time and he was struggling and then he went on a casting call and got the job. And he, for Robin, he was perfect. So uh, when the show premiered, the first episode was called Hide Diddle Riddle, and it featured The Riddler by comedian Frank Gorshin. And he was uh, perfect for the role. He was a maniacal. He was a joy to watch. He's so exuberant with that laugh and the riddles. Oh, you know. But the interesting thing about this, The Riddler was... Didn't make much appearances in the comic books. I don't know why they chose that because he made about maybe three appearances in the comic books on for the comic book Batman and Detective Comics from DC Comics. But uh, like I said, the character took off and uh, it got big ratings. So it got huge, huge ratings. And then now the uh, the second episode featured the Penguin, which was. Uh, portrayed by Burgess Meredith, and he, that role is famous for him. He had a long movie career, but uh, everyone knew him, the Penguin, and he, uh, he he credited making that <coughs> sound, you know, like a penguin, like a duck, quack, quack, he did that. And then, you know, he had the cigarette holder, the top hat, and he waddled, you know, and uh, when I watched him do that, it's amazing. You know, he was, uh, he was also funny. He was a great actor. And third villain was, of course, the Joker, played by Cesar Romero, which, in my opinion, he is the best Joker in the world. You know, I know there were other Jokers in the movies. There was, for example, Jack Nicholson. There was Heath Ledger and Jared Leto. And uh can't think of somebody else. I think there's a, I, there's a new Batman movie coming out, and I forgot who the Joker will be. I don't know if he's going to be in it. And, of course, from the Batman animated, animated series that debuted on Fox in 1982 was Mark Hamill. 
he was perfect in that. I love his voice and his laugh. But uh, Cesar Romero was the best. You know, his laugh, his, uh, he was not, he wasn't like the murderous nutso guy. He was just, uh, he was just a thief and he stole things, but he did some crazy stuff. And uh, the one thing that uh, a lot of people did not notice when they saw the show, but later on that Cesar Romero refused to shave his mustache off. So you, when you watch the DVDs, you can see it. You know, I guess it was vanity that got in the way, but it didn't matter. So he was perfect for the role. It was wonderful. And uh, there were other villains that uh, arrived. For example, there was Mr. Freeze, played by three actors. Uh, one was George Sanders, uh, Otto Perminger, the uh, movie director. And the third one was Eli Wallach. And let's see, I'm trying to think what other... There were a lot of... Uh, villains you know from the comic books there was the mad hatter by david wayne and of course on the 16th episode was uh catwoman and played by julie newmar because she's still with us and she's that was my favorite catwoman i loved it of course uh, later on eartha kitt played her and uh she was good in that you know with the that did that <laughs> she was great but cat uh, julie newmar perfect perfect role and I, I enjoyed those episodes and most of were the highest rated uh, episodes when she was on and uh, so the first season ended in uh, up around May or June I think May and then uh, all of a sudden they made a movie and uh, so they made the movie uh, called Batman and uh, they used the four main villains the Joker Penguin, Riddler, and Catwoman. And, uh, Lee, um, excuse me, Julie Newmar did not come in the movie. I heard he heard her back. She was in a movie. There was all kinds of stories. I, I wish she was in the movie. But then Lee Re Merriweather took over. She was Miss America once. Uh, and then uh, she was an actress. She started in the Time Tunnel. That was a TV show by Irwin Allen that starred James Darren and uh, Robert Colbert. And uh, so she stepped in the Catwoman role, and she was good in that. She was very good. And the movie uh, did very well. It all opened on August 30th, 1966, in Austin, Texas. They had a big uh, premiere, big party. And, uh, I found, and then I had to do some research on when it premiered in Chicago. And it was September, I keep forgetting it, September 9th, I think. Yeah, it was in September, so that's fine. And uh, so it did very well. It did well in the box office, but not not spectacular. But later on, when it was released on DVD, on video, first on VHS and DVD, it took it became very very popular because of the famous uh, scenes and lines, like uh, when Adam uh, when Batman carried the bomb. Sometimes you can uh, you can just can't get rid of a bomb. He was running around in the pier holding that thing but he, there was obstacles there was some uh there were some ducks there were some nuns there was a marching band there was a couple on a boat it was hilarious and then uh so it, it was a very popular movie I, I loved the movie i really did and uh it was released on dvd and blu-ray and looks spectacular okay right now i'm gonna play a clip and it's a promo from the batman tv show and then after the clip i will talk about my memories of watching the show in Chicago. So here it, it here's a promo from the TV series Batman. 
Waddle Canal, Batman. What now? What now? Why, everything's new as Batman and Robin battle fine with a battery of wonderful new bat innovations. The Batcopter. The Batboat. The Bat Cycle. And Flash, a late bulletin from the Cape. Three, two, one. The Bat Rocket blasting off. See the dynamic duo dangle from new heights of danger. Careful, Robin, it's quite a drop. See them batter their way through new bat ventures with old friends. Correction, fiends. Holy dark canyon. I'm not just pussyfooting around this time, Batman. Meet their wild, weird new batversaries, the archest criminals of all crime. Be with Batman and Robin weekly, in color, of course. Okay, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed that promo. Uh, I used to watch the promo uh, when I was growing up in Chicago. Uh, I think they did show it on WGN Channel 9, but I'm not certain. But I know they showed it on WFLD Channel 32. I, I think I, they did, I remember seeing that. Anyway, my memories of first watching Batman was in syndication when the show ended in 19, March 14th, 1968. It uh, went into syndication following in the fall and uh it premiered on wgn channel 9 in september and i remember seeing a couple episodes when it was about five or six and the first episode i remember was when they were with the joker and he, he trapped him in the water tower and i, I remember that and uh, i don't know if it aired twice or once uh I don't know if it's like uh, they didn't do an hour of the show. Probably not. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then it premiered on uh, syndication for at the uh, WFLD TV Channel 32 in January of 1974. And I remember watching that when I lived in the Roseland neighborhood in Chicago. And then we moved to Ashburn in September. And then uh, I remember when we were moving, we had the, we still had the black and white TV. And while everything was uh, being moved around, we put everything in its place. I remember my mother told me, just sit down and watch TV while I get things organized in the house. And I did watch Batman. And it was black and white. And uh, the episode was with Catwoman, you know, her first episode. And I remember that. And then later on, we got the uh, color television set. And it looked beautiful in color. And uh, so I watched the show religiously and uh, whenever it was on, even when the 1989 movie was released uh, with Michael Keaton, they reran the show in the uh, with the Family Channel. I think it's called Freeform now, but it was the Family Channel then they, and it got, gained popularity. But uh, when the 1980 movie, 89 movie came out, it was darker than the other than the TV series. Uh, a lot of people didn't want Michael Keaton to be be Batman, but he was good. He was he was fine. I think he was a good Batman. And they had the Joker, of course, with Jack Nicholson. But uh, this Joker was a little more psychotic, you know. And uh, Jack Nicholson was good. He he played the Joker. But like I said before, Cesar Romero was the best. And and the movie did very well. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyway, then they had Batman Returns in 1992. Michael Keaton came back, and they had Catwoman and Penguin with Michelle Pfeiffer and Danny DeVito. Uh, I thought Danny DeVito was good, but uh, it was a different Penguin. He was more kind of disgusting. 
Uh, Cab Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, I didn't like her at first, but now she was fine. But I preferred the Catwoman's on television. Anyway, and then there were more movies, Batman Forever. There was uh, Batman Begins, you know, and the others. So, and The Dark Knight with uh, Christian Bale and Heath Ledger as the Joker. So, so we were expect we we're expecting to have another new Batman movie coming up soon. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Anyway, uh, what I remember from the show, well, a couple more things. Uh, there were more villains introduced. Uh, one that stood out was King Tut, played by Victor Bono. He he overacted. He uh, he just stood out, and he was hilarious, and he played the part beautifully. He was not from the comics that was created by the television show. And uh, so, you know, he was one of the most popular characters on the TV show. And he was about 32 years old when he started. But he looked older. You know, he was overweight. And uh, later on, DC Comics, um, uh, he made his, uh, King Todd made his debut in DC comics and, uh, I bought the comic and, uh, it was different like that, you know, so yeah, very different like that. And, uh, you know, but King Todd was the best and they also made, uh, DC comics released a, a Batman 66 comic which showed, uh, they had the characters from the TV show and they had all the villains plus other villains they did not use on the TV show. And they were in the comic, like, for example, the Scarecrow, Poison Ivy, and Two-Face. They were going to use Two-Face in the show, but he was too violent. You know, they want to scare the kids away. And there was rumored to be he was going to be played by Clint Eastwood. <laughs> but uh, I think he started his movie career. I don't think he wanted to do that. But that would have been interesting to see him as Two-Face. Uh, he has a good character. But they didn't use that, those villains. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway, so um, like I showed, like I said before, the show ended in 1968. On the third season, they added Batgirl, played by Yvonne Craig, and I, she was beautiful, you know, beautiful actress. But you know, the the show declined, the quality declined. Um, so budget cuts, and they trimmed it down to one half hour. Most of the villains came back, uh, but it wasn't the same. But I still enjoy it. The third season was fun. And uh, so I bought the the show was released finally on DVD on Blu-ray on November 11th, 2014. And uh, it took me a while to buy it to save up money, but I did buy it. And I watched it on my DVD player, and it looks spectacular. Oh, the colors were vibrant, clear. You could see things that you never saw on the TV show. It was wonderful. And uh, I'm glad I bought that. You know, I still watch it occasionally, you know, whenever in the mood. Or when it's on uh, MeTV uh, in Chicago, still, uh, they played it for a while. It's not on anymore. And uh, it looked gorgeous on television, even though it was edited. So that's fine with me. Okay. So that'll be all for today uh, for the topics I discussed were, uh, I'm sorry, the topics uh, that I discussed were the Heather House Restaurant, Carson Peary Scott, Department Store, and the TV series Batman, and the movie. So uh, I'm glad you could join me. I enjoyed talking about it. I hope to hear 
from you soon for the next episode that should be coming uh, in a couple of days. will be episode 47. So uh, I'm signing off right now. This is uh, Van in Chicagoland Stories, the podcast, and I'm Pete Costanas, your host. And uh, I hope you, everyone will have a great day. And uh, bye-bye for now for me. And here's Ray Rayner saying bye-bye for now. Take care, everybody. So long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>